Welcome back to the City of Palms podcast. Thank you for watching, viewing, and subscribing. It's episode 62. It's a special one. Mm -hmm. Just low. Yes, sir. What's up? We here, finally. Finally, Finally, dude. yeah. A little overdue. I know. I was just looking at the DMs, like, our DMs when I was, uh, talking to you like before mm. before everything that mm. happened i hated sending that text i was like yo yeah. i don't know everything's going on but yeah. i think we should reschedule yeah but yeah like you said man better timing here Absolutely. everything happens for a reason a lot more to talk about today yeah i'm yes, ready to sir. talk all right let's get, into it. Let's get into it yeah yeah let's just jump right in bro. yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> might as well might as well dude. we're here so so with music dude there's so much to talk about but like with getting started just doing yeah. your own thing like i, I guess i want to ask like what school did you go to i guess I wanna so start. i went to southwest florida christian academy uh, my mom, yeah, Work. my mom's a guidance counselor over there. So, like, thankfully, they gave us a little, like, tuition cut. You know what I'm saying? So, me and my sister were able to go there, thankfully. Kate, I got here, moved here when I was about eight. So, I went there from, like, third grade all the way to senior year. And then when I graduated, I wanted to play basketball because I played basketball in high school. So, I went up to Messiah College in Pennsylvania and played ball there. And uh, I think it was, like, leading up to my junior year, like, I just wasn't feeling basketball anymore. So I kind of went to the coach and I was like, yo, I'm not like really feeling this basketball thing because I'm the type of person like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all in. You know what I'm saying? So if I know I'm not going to be able to give you 100 percent of me on the basketball thing, I just got to let you know about that. So I told him and I was like, I'm really loving this music thing. Like it's a lot more fun for me. I found a love in it. And he was real, real not happy about that. But ended up quitting the team and then just kind of dove headfirst into music. I think that was like 2018. And uh, yeah, started taking that shit seriously about two years ago. And then here we are now, you know what I mean? So really exciting. Have you always been a pretty musical person through your whole life? Yes and no. Like, I've always loved music. I mean, I played trumpet in fifth grade for a year. And then I just did choir because all my boys were in choir. But, I mean, I just love music, but I'm not, like, musically inclined. Like, mm -hmm. if you give me sheet music, I don't know what the hell is on the sheet music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. I've just always been able to freestyle. And, like, that was something that was always stood out to me. So I started freestyling when I was, like, 11 or 12 and uh, kept freestyling, and then in high school, I met my manager, Sam, through uh, Acid Rap, Chance the Rapper's album. Uh, we started talking about that, became friends on that, and then we started driving around like freestyling and shit. And then it got to the point where I was like freestyling whole records. So then we were like, Damn. might as well just get a fucking mic and do this shit for real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we got the mic, we got his cousin's mic, went in his garage in the middle of summer, it's like 105 degrees, no AC, recorded a freestyle, and then one other like bullshit, like little song that we thought was the one type shit. But um, recorded those, dropped those on SoundCloud. And then, like, everybody in the area was like, yo, this is actually, like, straight. Like, obviously, it wasn't anything crazy, but they were like, yo, you got something here. So went back to Messiah, um, got, ended up getting a key to the studio. I went to the dean. It was just Word. like, I was like, yo, like, I interned at a studio in Miami, actually. It's a funny story. So I interned at a studio in Miami, and I told them I lived in Miami because they weren't accepting any applicants from, like, Fort Myers, obviously. So I did the two hour there, two hour back round trip like four or five times a week. And, you know, working at, working at a studio, bro, like I get off at like 4 a.m., go home, get home at like 630 and have to be back by like noon type shit. So it was a hustle. But I learned enough there to be able to go back to the dean at Messiah and be like, yo, like I know my way around a studio. Can I get a key? He took me down there and was like, what's this? What's this? What's this? Started pointing at like the EQ and the compressor and all this shit. And I was like, EQ, compressor and just went through all of them. He's like, all right, I'm gonna make up a bullshit class for you. And then you can have a key to the studio and come whenever you want. So then after that, I was just like, all right, it's on. Like, That's finesse, let's get it. Let's get it. So sick. I would go to class and like I've always been like somebody that was good at school. So like I never really took it seriously. So I'll go to class to the day and then like go to the studio at like 6 p.m. Just stay there till like 3 a.m. type shit. Yeah. Every day. Damn. Every day. Just trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not musically inclined. So I was just like 
throwing shit at the wall nonstop. And I know my manager Sam was getting sick of me, bro, because I would send him like bullshit records, bro. Like I'd be rapping sometimes, but I would send him like, like we got this one one song called Aesthetic, where I'm talking about like baby or booty aesthetic, like just dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like it took some while. Like I, I feel like that was like the artist development stage. You know what I'm saying? Like figuring out like what sound I want to go with, what image I want to go with, and then finally in 2019, like we just settled on Just Love and then ran with it. That's sick. Yeah. Dude, so so you have you have a background as far as like uh, re- recording your own song or, or like very little to be honest. Okay. Like, I kind of just got lucky when the dean went down there. He just pointed at the like the easiest shit in there, honestly. Right, but like, right. Over time, like just I recorded my own computer in my crib, so like just taught myself. You know. Yeah, what I mean? for sure. Yeah. Sick, dude. So, so that was 2019. You dropped. Yeah. You dropped. If you didn't know, that's yep. when you put the EP yeah, together. Yeah, that was in March. Yeah. And we're. Did you have a better studio set up then or was it nah, still? No, so actually in 2019, I graduated 2018 from Messiah. So like I, I only released, I think, one song while I was at Messiah. Like just some shit on SoundCloud. And then when I came home, I uh, bought a Neumann. I bought myself some monitors, bought an Apollo Twin so I could just record at the crib because it's like $150 a session. And it's like you get one song, two songs done. It's like such a waste of money. Mm-hmm. So I just put the money down to get the stuff for the crib. And then I recorded If You Didn't Know just in my room. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. I was working a restaurant job, so I had to go in at like 2.30. So I would wake up, like living with my parents, they're early people. Like my dad's up at like 4 a.m. to go to the gym. Yeah, I feel you. So like, and they don't really care that I like to sleep. So he'll like have the blender going, TV on full volume at like 5 a.m. So I would just have to wake up when they wake up. And I would record, like most of the songs, like, if you didn't know, I made like from like 6 a.m. to like 10 a.m. type shit. Sick. Yeah, just drinking hella caffeine, trying to wake myself yeah, up. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like rap music. <laughs> sure. like, I'm trying to turn up in my crib at like 7.30 in the morning. But, <laughs> man, it worked out. Yeah, dropped that. And then after that is kind of when it was like, oh, shit. Like, we actually got to focus and start hustling. Because, like, there's money to be made out there for this music thing, man. So, For yeah, sure. Yeah. So, and about the EP, I want to ask, is, like, is that is that still, like, I don't know. I, I like to imagine it's still doing well, right? I don't know about yeah. Because for me, yeah. I know for me, like I, I play that often, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and yeah, like I, sure. I can imagine it just it's still. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely still doing well. I mean, wristwatch definitely helped with that. Just driving people to my the page, just low page on Spotify, and same with TikTok helped with that too. People are going back to it, but um, yeah, I mean, it's still doing well. It's doing better than it did when we dropped. So like, that's <laughs> oh, a good yeah. sign, you know what I'm that's saying? Good. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Is hip hop your main musical influence as you were growing up? It was For mainly sure. hip hop. Yeah. Who my, were some of the dudes that you looked at as like, okay, I, that I, like that made you want to go yeah. freestyle in the car? So when I was little, my dad would take me to school and he would play like Common, like his old Common CDs, TI CDs, and I used to steal them shits and like take them to school and play them <laughs> for my friends. So like when I was younger, I just loved like rap rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like Common's a rap yeah. rapper, lyricist. So I grew up really enjoying lyricists, and then I think when I was like 14 or so, I really got into like J Cole. I was a big J. Cole fan, still am to this day. But uh, I just like the way he could paint stories, man. I thought it was just such a beautiful art. Like, it's like a lot of people have this preconceived notion of what hip-hop is, you know what I'm saying? And they hear the stuff on the radio, and they think that's what all hip-hop is. And then all you got to do is show them someone like J. Cole is actually just painting pictures with his words. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated the fact that he he really stuck to, like, the true art form of hip-hop. So I really fell in love with that style. So, like, when I was start, first started off freestyling, like, it was, like, J. Cole influence heavy. Like, you could hear it. And then I realized when I was about like 18 or so, I was like growing up in Florida, like YNW Melly started popping and like this melodic sound of hip hop started really popping. So I was like, all right, I got to figure out how to do that, too. So like for like six months or so, bro, I like listened to straight Melly, just straight Melly and uh, picked up some influences, just the way to like carry a melody on the beat and just different styles. And then 
here we are now type shit, you know? I but, love um, it, dude. Yeah, yeah, just kind of just taking from here and just influences that I had growing up. And then I finally feel like now I'm coming into my own and realizing, like, what I want to do with this music thing, so. Yeah, I've heard some people, like, as they start developing their own musical style and stuff, they'll not really look at artists for inspiration as yeah, much because, like, they absolutely. don't want it to influence their sound. Absolutely, and I'm really, that's why I feel like I'm getting into my own because I, like, start to hear things from other artists and instead of being like, yo, that shit was fire, I'm like, he could have tweaked that and made it a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. a little more critical about it now, and it's definitely reflecting my music because the music I have today is just light years above what If You Didn't Know sounded like, you know what I'm saying, just mm -hmm. sonically. So, yeah. I want to touch on a single you dropped too. For sure. Uh, and it came with a video, New Pajamas. Yeah. Had, that, yeah. That was fire. That yeah. was super fire. And the video, and in the video, I was wondering, was that a YouTube beat? Like, was that? Yeah, so when I did If You Didn't Know and back in like 2019, I was only on YouTube just because I was like, we didn't have a really big producer network of like friends sending us beats. So mm -hmm. like the beats I were getting were like cool, but like I wasn't in love with them. So I would just go on YouTube and just search for so hours, all those, man. all those on your yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty, I think, I think every song on my Spotify, except for maybe one was a YouTube beat. Wow. Yeah. But like moving forward, we got away from that, but yeah, it would, it was mostly YouTube beats. That's sick. Dude. Yeah. That's sick. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, and so, yeah, I just like the intro. I mean, the whole video is, is bangs, but yeah. the, the intro to that, I was like, yo, this is sick how, yeah. how you had it all together. Yeah, we were kind of just sick. all together and the videographer pulled up and I was like, yo, before we head to the next location, let's just shoot some bullshit here. And, he was, and then he like texted me after. He's like, yo, the footage from the house is pretty straight. I was like, I right, just throw it in the beginning. <laughs> so sick. yeah, it turned out really well. That's sick. Shout out Jake007. He edited that one too? Yeah, he did new pajamas Word. and wristwatch. I saw he did the wristwatch yep. one. Yeah, I wanted to touch on the wristwatch. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's that was super cool too to see that video yeah. and then and then Editing see it was flourish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. Dude. The story behind that is crazy because like I was about to move to Tallahassee the day after we were supposed to shoot the video, right? So like when he pulled up to my crib, like I remember that morning I woke up at like seven a.m. and I was like, I have no plans for this video because it was like so last minute. It was like one of those things I texted him like two days before. I was like, I gotta shoot a video to this song because I know this song is gonna do well, and if we don't have a video, I'm gonna be mad. So he pulled up to the crib and. I literally was like, let's go to Joanne Fabrics and get some green screen, I guess, and like just try to make something work. And we spent that whole day in my house, bro, just moved all the furniture. And that whole video is literally shot in my house, except for like the one scene in the red hoodie, the Tropic Supply. That was literally, I was just driving to get coffee and I saw it in Cape Coral over by like Pondella, I think. And I was like, yeah, that could work. <laughs> so we just went out there and shot it, man. Yeah, it was super That's last sick. minute, super last minute, but it, wow. it turned out really well. He did his thing on that too. It's wow. fire, yeah. So, do you want to do you want to before we get into anything else, go to ads or where are we at? Um, yeah, we can take a break real quick and sure. then and then bring it back because this one uh, I need to update this camera. All right, for sure, for sure. Right, we'll be right back. Enjoy the ads in the meantime. Yes, sir. We're back. Hope you enjoyed the ad. Yeah. Um. So we we left off on wristwatch. Yeah. And I wanted to talk about uh. That song is the one that got on two K, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. is that the newest two K or like that's the one that's popping? Yeah. So it's on. Not uh, 2K21, I think, comes out in like a couple months, but it's on 2K20 2K20 right now. The one, yeah, on the, right. new, on the United Masters update. Shout out United Masters. I had to do the plug. Shout out there. So that's sick, dude. Yeah. That's sick. And did that make uh, did that make the video on YouTube pop off too? Because Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I, I was seeing that one's up there. I was yeah, like, damn. Yeah. Okay. After, I mean, after 2K, wristwatch kind of just spiked. Yeah. I think it did like it did 100,000 in the first like nine months. And then now we're doing like 100,000 a month. Damn. Like in streams, so Damn. yeah, it, it definitely just shot up after the 2K thing. It kind of just gave that cosign, you know what I mean? And, For sure. And it's kind of cool to like turn on a game I started playing when I was younger, and like always dreamed about being yeah. it as a player. 
And it's like I quit basketball, but still made it on 2K. So, you know. That's That's so sick. Yeah, that was super exciting. Shout out to Peter at United Masters. He he kind of helped push it along. Um, it was like a competition on United Masters for all artists. And he kind of helped me out pushing it through like the different people that had to go through the higher ups. And uh, I got a text one morning. Yeah, it's going to be on the newest update. And uh, that's sick. Yeah. Dream come true, to be honest. Super blessed, man. Yeah, that's awesome. dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and was it like I saw your song, like one of your songs blow up on TikTok, like before before you had started TikTok or it was like Triller. It was like a dance that started taking off virally. I think it was um, from a single you released. It was either Split or it was, yeah, from Split. So it was. It might have been Gold in My, gold in my Face or Roll Another. In my face. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah. Yeah, they did all right. Like we did all right with marketing and everything up until like we really started going in on TikTok. Like just because I wasn't like personally, I just wasn't really like 100% locked in on like the marketing. I was more so focused just on the music. And um, I kind of just made this switch where it's like, all right, if this is going to work, I have to be all in on all fronts. You know what I'm saying? It can't just be the music. I got to be worried about the brand, worried about social media, worried about merch, if we want to do merch. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's just all about just, you know, like just hustling, you know, finding something that works for you, like the three word freestyle on TikTok and then just doing that shit. Every yeah. day, just waking up, making a conscious effort just to work on it and do it. So that's real. Yeah, that's a fact. That's all it is, man. Just hustle. Yeah, you want something? Just hustle. That's true. Just hustle. So I want to get into that too. Like as far as your TikTok blowing up, mm-hmm. and I mean, like you, you got like almost half a million followers yeah. on TikTok. It's pretty surreal. Quick too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty, it, I I think just one day I was chilling. Uh, well, we went to L.A. So basically, we went to L.A. We did some songs with the uh, producer at Sony. And uh, his manager, like, the whole trip was just like, yo, like, your music's great, but, like, TikTok, like, TikTok's important, like, you need a following on TikTok. And this one, I had, like, 600 followers, like, nothing. So when I came home, I, like, kind of took it a little personal. I was like, all right, I'm going to make this work. Got a little competitive with it, and uh, we were just sitting on the couch, me and my girlfriend, Patty. And we were just sitting on the couch, and I was like, all right, babe, just give me three words real quick. And then I took the camera outside and just did the quick freestyle, and then it kind of caught so i was like all right instead of trying something else let me just keep doing this like i don't need to dance or anything i want to be a rapper so might as well rap on tiktok and then we did the we paid one with the whistle and uh botched the whistle of course but it kind of made it a meme (laughs) and then that one really picked up i think that was the first one that hit a million views and then it was kind of just like okay i got something here so then it's just been about being creative not being at the same place you know all the tiktok things worry about lighting and what Patty's wearing, you know what I mean? Like just the <laughs> yeah. small little details I could care less about, but yeah. I know they're gonna work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was kind of the TikTok thing. It was really spur of the moment. Like it wasn't really well thought out at all. It was kind of just like, all right, let's try a three word freestyle. And then it turned into its own thing. Yeah. Super sick, super yeah. smart too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and super like the impeccable timing, dude. Honestly. Yeah. Impeccable timing. Honestly. And, and the transition that it's like, create that you've, formatted from tiktok to instagram yeah. is fucking like props bro yeah, because like it. usually i'll see a popping like rapper or someone who's got talent on tiktok mm-hmm. and i curiosity go to their instagram mm-hmm. and it'd be nothing but to right. see the the like traction that right. you you're pulling over right. is dude amazing and i think a big thing of that is just like the one of the little things in the tiktok you might even overlook is just the laugh at the end like i, I make sure i do the laugh at the end every single time because it's that personable thing like people can watch the video and see me rap and then just keep scrolling. Oh, that's a cool rap. Like, but when I do that, I feel like when I do the laugh, they feel like they're actually getting to know me a little bit and getting to know me on the personal side. So then it's like, oh, this guy, he seems funny. Let me see mm-hmm. his Instagram. Boom. You know, that's, all, that's yeah. all it is. It's just giving a little personality because it, I pretty much say the same thing. All right, babe, three words. 
and then just rap. You know what I'm saying? So if it was yeah. just that, like I'm not smiling, I'm not laughing, I'm not telling any jokes, like people aren't gonna fall in love with the personality, they're just gonna like the bars. Yeah. So it was just adding that little element just to get people to be like, Oh, I might actually wanna follow it's this genius. guy. Yeah, yeah, genius, yeah, genius really. Yeah, and then the two K thing really helped. When I posted, I was like, All right, because everyone was like, Yo, you should make music, you should make music, these freestyles are great in the comments. And then I was like, all right, well, I actually have a song on 2K right now. So I think that's what also right. helped just drive those people to the Instagram. Like, oh, what is this guy doing? You right. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Do you consciously yeah. play with your hair too? Yeah, man. <laughs> so that's been my thing since I was a kid. Like when I was little, I like grew up and went to all white schools. So like my hair was always different than everybody else's. So I would always play with it. Like even when I was in like first, second grade and uh, like the teacher, I remember when I was in like first grade, called me out in front of the whole class. Like, Logan, stop playing with your hair. And I don't know why. Like, she wasn't being mean or anything, but it just stuck with me. And ever since that day, like, that's my thing. I guess it's just, like, my nervous twitch, you know? Yeah, People bite sure. their fingernails, I just twist my hair. It's another one of those things, though, where, like, when you're scrolling, when you see, like, exactly. you, you with your hair And I made a conscious and, like, effort, exactly, to it's brand, a personality the, to brand thing. The, the curls. Because <laughs> I'm going to just <laughs> keep sick. growing my hair out so when people see the hair, they kind of act as me. And I feel like that's gist. the top way in today's age to, to really be able to brand yourself on your own For without sure. signing or anything like For that. Sure, because bro. when people subscribe to you, for your personality, that's how you become the famous YouTuber or whatever exactly. because people subscribe to you. It's not necessarily because exactly. you're a skilled musician. Exactly. But if you've got both, they're going to subscribe to you. You know, it's like sometimes it takes the label to get people to look at your talent. 100%. But if you're just a personable guy, exactly. that, that's why people are going to look. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And for sure. I see it as like when I twist my hair, it's like, you know, hoodie mellow. Like when, have you ever heard Hoodie Mellow? Nah. All right, well, Carmelo Anthony, right? Okay. When, there, I think it was like two years ago, three years ago, he was like practicing to come back because he got cut. So he threw a hoodie on in all his workout videos and was going crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it became this thing like hoodie mellow okay. was like a different mellow. So when I twist my hair, I just go hoodie mellow basically. Yeah. Makes sense. Pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's hilarious. So anything you want to touch on there? That must be a good practice, huh? Like all the three-word freestyles you do, not only for the sake of content and and uh, and growing your following, but that must just be good to practice like rapping like that. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. I mean, I've just always grown up freestyling. So like, even if I make a record, like I never start by writing. Like I'll hear a beat and then just start freestyling over the beat to find like what pocket I like, what melodies I like, what kind of flow I like, and then go back in and write some shit down and make sure it's just hitting every single time. But it's definitely good practice, you know? Yeah. It's like... Every morning I got to wake up and regardless of like the real music, like I got to make a TikTok where I got to rap. So it's like just training my brain to be quick on the fly, get those words and just crank them out. So definitely, definitely good practice with wordplay. Do sure. you write out ver or uh, how often do you write out verses like like as if there's if there's a concept you want to relay in your song or an idea you want to yeah. express or something? Is there times you'll write it out like a poem and then try to match it to a beat? Honestly, no, I've never once just written something and then like try to put it on a beat, to be honest, because I, I just feel like. I'm very much a like freestyle person like that just in my nature like that's just how my brain works so I feel like when I write too much it just sounds like I'm just like fighting with the beat like trying to make yeah, this yeah. work too much yeah so that's why freestyling really helps me so like if I ever really want to convey a point like what you said like on like just want to do right on if you didn't know like the last song I wrote that because I wanted to tell people like this is what I want you to get from this song but like some like new pajamas which is like cranking like I freestyle that whole thing yeah, I didn't write anything down. So it, it makes it a little difficult when I need the lyrics because I got to go back and listen to my song and shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it just depends, man. Like if I'm really trying to say something, then I'm going to get my thoughts together. But like if it's a turn up record, like I'll just freestyle through it because it yeah. just it makes more sense because I'm just going with the melody. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to fit anywhere, anything where it doesn't need to be. I'm just rolling with it. That's skill, though. Like not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, for sure. That's and that's outstanding. It just I'm thankful that I just grew up doing it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I know no other way. And I think it helps me sometimes where I don't have this musical IQ where I listen to a beat and I'm like, oh, G flat. So this, this is going to sound good with this kind of melody. You know what I'm saying? Like I just hear a beat and then whatever comes first, it's just that's what I'm putting down. So that's real. It's kind of like second nature kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's what like Juice World did. Like yeah. the little Dicky was saying in yeah. an interview, he said like Juice World would just walk into a freestyle. Yeah or walk into the studio freestyle like mm -hmm. a bunch of songs and say okay tell the producer like pick what he wants yeah. and, like not like not a lot of people are doing yeah, that I, similar to you I'm not going to compare myself to Juice World because that nigga was different RIP Juice World of course but yeah like it's just that idea where he just walked in and whatever he felt on that beat he just laid it down mm -hmm. and he was freestyle lucid dreams are you kidding me yeah <laughs> crazy yeah he was yeah RIP Juice man straight up RIP it is it is it's kind of like like it, it sucks dude it, it kind of goes hand in hand with like like you, you see people you see people blow up and then like you see them take a take a turn we touched on it like before mm -hmm. um with like there's a lot of rappers that came up in like 2016 like little pump and that you yeah. don't hear of anymore yeah. and it's like i don't know if it's financially or what happened but yeah. it, it, it they got screwed eventually yeah i think it just goes back to the you know pound cake the Drake song, yeah. All that other bullshit is here today and gone, gone tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, it's just it's just how it is, man. Like, if if you're a type of person that follows trends in this music thing, like, you will follow the trend to the edge of the cliff. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna follow a trend, when that trend dies, like, you were with that trend, man. Like, That's you have to, to you it. have to be in a space where you're innovating. Like, Drake just shot a Nike commercial for a music video. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to innovate because mm -hmm. if you just follow a trend, you get associated with the trend, and when that trend dies, you're done for. And that was that was kind of like the whole like, by no means I, I'm not shitting on these artists, but like right, the whole right. Lil Pump and the Lil Xan thing. It was just like they saw the trend of face tats and turning up saying whatever you want works, but like bro, like it was a trend. Like it was mm -hmm. cool in 2016, but like 2020, it's like, nah, that shit ain't hitting the same. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, his yeah. demographic, like Gucci Gang, was cool when it came out, but I don't want to hear Gucci Gang today. Right. Like I'm just not in that mind space to want to hear that shit right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's really about just finding who you are. Not really, at least for me. It's just I found who I am and who I want to be as an artist. And I'm not trying to follow, follow none of these trends. I just want to do what I want to do. And I feel like it's going to work out just because there's only one just though. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can use the trends like like to ride the wave for to get speed. Sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Instead yeah. of just like crashing. Exactly. There's a happy medium with it, of course. There's a happy medium. But you just have to make sure you're not teetering too much. And that's why like with the TikTok thing, like I don't do the dances. Like I don't, I don't really follow the trends on there. Like I came in with the, the emphasis, like, I'm not a TikTok rapper. I'm just a rapper who's gonna figure out how to use TikTok. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't do the dances. That's why I start my own trend, and I'm just gonna ride it out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, man. I think it's just really important to find yourself and then just keep going with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's real, man. That's what it is. Even in life, too. Fucking music shit. Yeah. No, it's real, man. Just get your space together and you're good. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yes, how do you sir. feel about the music scene around here, locally? Uh, love it. See, Stun's project was crazy. Stone um, season. Yeah, Stone that shit beast. was crazy, bro. Yeah. That nigga can rap rap, bro. Yeah. I want to get on a record with him so bad. Um, that was, <laughs> I can make yeah, it happen. Bro. Yeah. I can make it happen. We def <laughs> no, we definitely should. For sure. We definitely should. Yeah. I reached out to him. It was just like on some homie shit. It was just like, yo, that record, like your project was crazy, bro. Because he'd be rapping, rapping. And then uh, Tay, I've known Tay, Tay for forever. We made a song like two years ago. Just on what? Some, just on some bullshit, on some bullshit. But yeah, Tay is crazy too, just... His melodies he be hitting are crazy. Like he can actually sing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like for sure. people people hear the auto tune and people hear the trap melodies and it's like you might want to write them off, but like he can sing, sing. Like in person, it's just unbelievable. So yeah, definitely see Stunner and Tay would just 
definitely be my favorites for sure. For Yo, sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Stoner's one to charge a feature. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. I can get you a Stonerverse for free, probably. I don't I don't wanna talk out I don't wanna talk outlandish, but I got connects, bro. See Stunner, you know I'm gonna do it. Say less, you know say less. It. It's on Danny then. All right, bet. Danny, then. Say less. I, I paid for him and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, bro. You it's tell me it's straight, but you paid the whole thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just because you wanna hear it. Yeah, so exactly, bad. exactly. Right. And that's a fan, right? That'd be a stand right there. Man. That's crazy. Man, so when was your first time performing? Was it locally? Nah. So actually, my first performance was nuts. Um, I was at Messiah College, and this was like the SoundCloud era. So like, my music wasn't great by any means um, in like 2018. And uh, I don't know if y'all know Lecrae. You know Lecrae? He's like a Christian rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like pretty big. Like yeah. for Christian rap, like he's probably like the Jay-Z of Christian rap. For sure. And uh, he actually came, they got him for a show at my school. And they weren't able to fill one of the openers. So they kind of just like told the school, like, sent out emails, like, is anyone interested in opening for Lecrae? And I was like, all right, let's try it. Like, I didn't really have that great of records, but I was like, all right, I'll try it. I went in, auditioned, got it. And then I remember the day of the concert, I, like, walked outside, and it was, like, a line wrapped around the building, bro, for my first show, like, SoundCloud Records. And, like, Sam wasn't there. Like, I was just Sam. like, oh, shit. Like, here we are. And I think, I think it ended up being, like, 1,700 people, bro. Damn. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So I went out and uh it actually went really well. Like Damn. surprisingly. What were your nerves yeah. like before that? Uh, <laughs> dog, I remember just sitting there and like both my feet were like just jumping up and down. <laughs> I was just like, bro, I, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I could do this. And then finally I just settled in. I was like, like, I love rapping. So I was like, once once I got on stage, I remember like the first like two or three bars, shaky. Like I remember they were shaky. And then finally I was just like, yo, this is what you like to do. Like, all these people are here to listen to your music right now. Like, I know they're here for Lecrae, but I just kind of turned it on. I was like, these people are watching you right now. It's time to turn it on. So I, yeah. I did my thing, bro, and it actually turned out really well. And then, um, actually, the other opener who was supposed to go on after me, like, came out. Like, somebody came out and was like, yo, she's running 10 minutes late. Can you keep going? So I had to, like, on the fly do an encore. So I was, like, I was like, who wants to hear an encore? Like, obviously they don't. <laughs> but, like, people, people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, nah, it was a great first experience because it was kind of like, like 1700 people for the first show it's like that's wild it's, it's like if yeah. i could do that then shit i can i feel like i after that i was just like all right i could do anything that at that point like it was basically like an arena obviously didn't have arena numbers but i was like all right like i think i'm ready for this shit type shit so no it was a great first experience kind of just throw you in the deep end mm. right away you for know sure. what i mean there's no easing into it but i feel like it definitely helped my confidence because now like when we were in tally like and did like the pot shows with like 150 people felt so homey so easy to do just because mm -hmm. it's like i've done the thousand people who don't even want to hear my shit so now if i go to a place with 100 people who came for me that's different you know what i'm saying like yeah, the energy is there, turn it up. The yeah, energy's yeah, there. Yeah. exactly so yeah first show was surreal was there anything surreal. you learned from that first like any like maybe slip ups you made or whatever that you learned and took to the smaller performances yeah it was it was just that idea that it's like even if these people didn't come to see me i'm gonna give them a show and make them want to watch you know what i mean like this is what you love to do people are here to literally listen to my music like shit i'm making my room people are now coming out to listen to live so it's like how can i not turn it on you know what i mean yeah and it's like i've just always been the type of person like I'm real cool being behind the camera, being on stage. Like that's just always been my personality. So like for me, it's like as soon as I get up there and I can hear my voice in the mic, it's on. I'm just rapping. Let's go. That's real. Yeah. And you did a you did Okeechobee, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, we did we did Okeechobee right before like Corona hit. Yeah, right. It was like right on the cusp. Yeah. How did how did that play out? It was good, man. Um, 
I wasn't a performer like on the list. I uh, was brought to open for one of our friends up in Tally, Ray Benton. So it was like, like one of the first acts of the day. But it was just surreal being on that stage, man. Like real festival. Like mm-hmm. you get up there and there's like a stage manager. What do you need? Da 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 with the mic. Like blah blah blah. Like they're just on their shit and it just felt like. Like, even though it was craziness, like, the whole time I just felt like, damn, I can't wait till this is, like, I'm a headliner on the stage. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I could do what I want with the the lights and all, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean, with the pyro and all that stuff. But, no, it was a great experience, man. I, I had, like, a 10-minute set, um, just turned up. It was cool to see, hear my music that loud on those speakers, just blasting through the whole place. But, um, no, it was a really cool experience, man. First festival. First festival. And my dad came with me, too. So, like, That's he was backstage, and it was lit. It was lit. We were turning it up together, so it was really fun. Does oh, performing, yeah. d- d- like, especially somewhere like a festival like that, does that, infl- like, whenever you go back into the studio where it's just you and, like, the producer or whatever, does it, like, do you take anything from that performance and take it into the studio? That's a good question. Like, do you then yeah. keep in mind, like, oh, what's this going to sound like here? How am I going to, pr- what am I going to do during that in my yeah. set? I mean... Yes, in terms of like, I feel like turn up music, like I get a better sense of what works Mm -hmm. because it's not necessarily the records that you think will work. Like J. Cole has a lot of records that you don't think would be turn up records at a festival, but they go off. You know what I'm saying? Like the subtle ones that are like, he'd be rapping, rapping, and then everyone in the crowd is rapping, rapping. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't really know if I take something directly from when I perform, but I definitely just experiences of just like do you think this will go off? Like, if we're trying to make one of those records that are lit, it's like, do you think this will go off? It was on the big the big speakers, and usually the answer is yes, so that usually works out. But, uh, no, that's a really good question. Word. So, <clears throat> oh. <laughs> no, 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 uh, <laughs> Y'all looked at each other, I was like, here come the hard ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not even, not yeah. at all. Um, no, uh, no, you're going to LA next month. Is yeah. that is that is that right? Yes, sir. So, and you said you've already been. You've already been once. Yeah, I went out once like a month ago for like so, a couple of days. Was that like testing water? Because I'm just I'm curious as yeah. an outsider looking in because, like, I see you because I see you, bro. Yeah, because I, I see, yeah, I see yeah, you going no, to LA. Sure. You you did a video with Dirty Dom. I see yeah. Dirty Dom. So it's like you're working, dude, and I see you, you know connecting, building these right. networks. So it's like. I know there's a plan. I know mm-hmm. I know you're not just going to LA like mm-hmm. hopes and dreams gonna you know there's no, a plan sure. set in stone and I don't want you to unveil anything that right. you know don't speak on it if it's if it's not no, like I'll spill whatever. The tea. I'll spill the but, tea. But yeah, so like I just want to know you know like you're definitely going places. You yeah. you're gonna like be a headliner. You're gonna be huge. And mm-hmm. I just want to know kind of like what's in your head now. Like just living here, being a month out from yeah. from a big move. Potentially gonna, your whole life changing. No, yeah. honestly, it's it's one of those things where like a year ago, if we were to move to LA, it would be forced. But now, honestly, we can't get there quicker enough just because of the way, honestly, TikTok blew up and then the streams and like 2K. There's just so many things going in that direction where it's like every day me and my manager, Sam, are on the phone with people that are in L.A. So it's like in those connections, like you said, like with Dirty Dom and like just other influencers out there. And like I can now use TikTok to get in those circles with people that could inevitably make my songs go viral you know what i'm saying like if i pull up there with a million followers and i can get into whatever the house is called where addison be doing renegade all day and just be like yo addison throw me three words real quick yeah you know what i'm saying like it's not like i'm giving her 50k for a video to one of my songs it's i'm bringing addison into my brand Mm -hmm. and i'm making my brand bigger and that's what i feel like the la move is man it's just it's about just low and then also me and sam like one of our goals one day is to start a label so like if you want to start a label, music industry is pretty much all just about who you know. 
in relationships and who you can ask a favor about. So us going out to LA, like we could do everything here and it would probably work. But at the same time, I'm not focused on just making Justo the biggest artist in the world or whatever. Like we have other goals down the line that make the LA move just make sense. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we need to be out there and we need to have our own relationships with the right people because inevitably one day when we transition away from the artistry and we move into a position where we can help artists that went through the, the struggles and all the bullshit we had to go through, then it's like I need to be able to call in a favor from this guy and this guy and be able to have this TikToker do the dance for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just being, it's the move to LA is just all about us creating sustainability and being able to make our brand big enough where we can do what we want to do and these other dreams and other goals that we have. And it just, it just makes sense, man. Like, and I just love LA, like to be honest. Like, I'm a Florida boy. Like, I like the tropical weather. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it yeah, doesn't yeah. fucking rain. Like, yeah. I can wear my hoodies and I don't sweat. So, like, it's just like, it's a simple it's a simple move in terms of like I just want to live there and then also it's like moving forward we got a lot of big things we want to do for sure and we need to have those connections mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. that's facts yeah yeah. it's exciting yep. man it is dude it's stressful huge stressful as fuck though. I bet yeah stressful as fuck man but it's good to come here and you know kick it with the boys and just chop it up yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah it's always a blessing I'm glad we can make this happen for real. Absolutely. For real. And shout out again to Fabi for, for these desserts. For Absolutely. real. Atomic Mix. She I'm going to blow them up on my story later. Hey. My mom going to be crying when she sees them. <laughs> what else we got, Danny? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, we, man, we can wrap it up. I, I, sure? I, I want to give you a, a tip of business. You yeah, know, go you ahead. Said about, about building networks. Go I want to let you know that Anything you need here, you know, on our end, dude, we got Southwest Florida covered for, for you. Sure. Like, let, let us Absolutely. know. Absolutely. That's that. Uh, for sure. For sure, dude. Like, no doubt. Let us know anything. Um, Absolutely. And then, dude, it would just behoove probably you and your manager both to get in connections with that man, Drew, from Atomic oh, yeah, Kicks. Sure. He's sure. literally the smartest guy I've Absolutely. ever met. So it's like, it's a connection that's like mandatory. It's not a coincidence. Me. We're all here at the same day. Nothing's a coincidence. Exactly. Man. We have that's merch. It. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, save it. Save it. Don't don't no, say no, the merch. No, we're not yeah. Spoiling it. We're not yeah. Spoiling yeah. It. Oh. We yeah, we got some merch lined up. Dude. I, I like just say it. it. Yeah. We got some yeah. merch lined up where literally the front of the shirt says nothing is a coincidence. So really. Yeah. Not even this. Yes, yeah, sir. Not even yes, sir. this. That's and crazy. you know, on this podcast, we have a lot of musicians, artists, rappers, mm-hmm. whatnot. But we're we try to interview the whole spectrum of like athletes, you know, entrepreneurs, musicians, anything. Is there, who would you like to see on this show in the future? If you could just think of one random name locally or, or anything, no, nothing's out of the box. Truthfully, first name I thought it was my manager, Sam. Let's go. All right, so let's Listen, I feel like it would, he would give you a lot more insight to just the ins and outs because like, we talk about this all the time. My brain just goes a mile a minute. So I get lost in the details, which is sometimes a bad thing. But he has this whole, like, the last three years of this, all this shit, lock and key, lock and key. So, like, and he can give you the manager perspective of that shit. For which sure. Which I don't know if you guys have had a manager on here before. Uh, him, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, he actually manages Drew, yeah. Okay, Atomic okay, Management. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, And it but, was, like, a similar situation. Yeah. We got the artist on first, and then right. we reached out to right. him, and, yeah, yeah building yeah, that yeah, insight yeah, I definitely for sure. would be a, I think it would be a great interview. And yeah, it probably sure, helps sure. so much to have, like, a, a figure like that in your career because then you're able, if you were focusing on all of that stuff... I just, no, just realistically, I wouldn't be here. Just realistically. Like, it's that simple. I just wouldn't be able to do it. Because I just, I just, I don't have the brain capacity for all this shit, bro. Like, it's just way too much. Like, when you actually start getting into this shit, you realize why people aren't independent. Because they make it so difficult to be an independent artist and actually eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, actually mm-hmm. feed your family. So, like, if he wasn't on the on the team, this would... This would not be a thing. I would not be here 
we would not be making videos. I would not be dropping music, probably. Like, I would just be working some nine to five with my degree, bored as hell about life. So, damn. Shout yeah, out, Sam. Bro. Yeah, shout, shout out, Sam. Out Sam. Hey. Shout out, Sam, the manager. And there shout out is. you, man. Shout out yeah, you, man. Bro, Thanks you're, for coming. Hey, for for absolutely. Yeah, for Glad we made this happen. I've been waiting for this. Yes, sir. I've been waiting for it, bro. Uh, where can right. they find us at, Danny? Actually, where can they find you at? If you wanted to look at this oh, camera, yeah. you can tell them all the platforms they can find you at. It's just low on everything. I-T-S-J-U-S-L-O. TikTok, Twitter. It's just low on Spotify, Instagram. It's just low. You know the vibes, boy. Run it up. Where can they find us at, bro? They can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes every Monday at City of Palms Podcast. Thank you for watching. Hit him with that outro, Soren. Woo! Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was great. Great, dude. Solid, solid. Jack, Jack, out of here.